Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome to this episode, my friend. Today, we're going to be having a conversation about siblings fighting and how to cope with siblings fighting so it doesn't actually drive you crazy. So if you want to know how to stop and cope with sibling fighting and minimize sibling rivalry, you've definitely come to the right place. So there are only a few things that make my blood boil. I have to be honest, like injustice is one of them. Judgmental people are another group that I just don't particularly care for, not my favorite things. And then there's this other thing that I actually struggled to cope with while my kids were still young, and that is the sound of them fighting. Now, I know that it's crazy because I have two sisters and we used to argue all the time. I think that that was just a part of life. And yet for some reason, when my own kids would do it, I started to feel as if I was somehow failing as a parent. So even though that there were plenty of days when they were younger, when they would get along well, if they just had a little argument, like my ears would immediately prick up, okay? Even if it was something so silly, it was like someone touches something that doesn't belong to them, etc. And then it became like a national disaster for the other kid. For me, when I would hear that, I would spring into action when I really should have been stopping to take a deep breath. So I feel like I've come through to the other side. My kids are now teens. I don't think they really fight anymore. And if they ever do, I know how to cope with it really well. She have a really fantastic book called The Sibling BFF Plan. It's a bit of a roadmap handbook that will help you literally deal with any situation when the kids are fighting and learn how to actually cope with it in such a way that it feels like a non-event or nothing that you need to stress over at all. But I want to share with you now some tips on what to do when your kids are fighting. So I'm going to be the first to admit that I need these strategies or I used to need them as much as any other other parent when my kids were younger. It took me a while to get to where I am right now. But the first and most vital tip is understanding that it is normal. I'm here to tell you the truth. It really is normal. In a perfect world, no child would ever fight with his or her siblings, but that's a side effect of living in close quarters with your loved one, especially if they have different personalities. Some kids will just disagree. They can still actually love each other deeply, not necessarily like or agree with what their sibling is always doing at any given time. And haven't you ever felt that way about your partner? Like I always think it's a little bit ironic when parents have an issue with their kids having a squabble and then they go ahead and have a squabble with their own partner. So when you realize that you are human and you're sometimes just going to disagree with others and your kids are going to be the same way, that is just such a light bulb moment. And I want you to also consider the fact that this fight is an opportunity for your kids to learn how to resolve conflict because that is the beauty of having siblings. From an early age, our kids have the opportunity to learn how to deal with and resolve conflicts. These life lessons like learning that life isn't sometimes fair and yes, you've got to take turns and sometimes you need to stand up for what you believe in. These these lessons actually are going to ultimately help your kids in relationships outside of the home later on in life or even when they go to school. So allow them to gain those all-important resolution skills. They need it. It's part of learning and part of growing. My next tip for you is to stay calm, okay? Newsflash, if your kids are having a fight with their sibling, we've already established that it's totally normal. So there's no need for you to react as if World War III has just erupted inside your own home. You also don't need to come out with the big guns and make threats that make, you know, that are going to take the little argument to a whole new level. As a parent, we are supposed to be the voice of reason, not the overreactor. We're not supposed to be the one that takes the fight to a new level because we got involved, especially when we didn't need to get involved. So whenever I've overreacted in the past, and of course, I'm guilty of that because I've always said I'm not the perfect parent. 
My children have just looked at me and said, like, what is your problem like? Their advice to me now, as I've gotten older, is just let them resolve it. Don't come and make things worse. There is no need for you to intervene unless you feel like it is absolutely essential and you know when it's time to do the next tip, which is to separate. So if things go to the next level, it's time to separate the kids. I like to think that an acceptable time apart is like 20 minutes. So just the flame of fire has the opportunity to die down a little bit. Or you can send them all outside. Sometimes a change of environment works wonders at breaking the tension. You can say to them, guys, go ahead and continue your fighting and shouting outside. You can work things out out there, but there's no room for level two arguments inside the house. Inside the house, you can say that's where we all learn to talk calmly and rationally. But obviously, if you're saying that, you have to lead by example. So don't think that you can say to your kids, don't fight, don't squabble, don't speak really loud. And then you go ahead and do the same with your own kids or with your partner. So just make sure you're practicing what you preach. My other tip, which I think is really important, is catch your kids being good. This is more of a preventative piece of advice. Like for the most part, my kids actually get along really well. And I absolutely love it when they do get along well. I've personally found that it's gotten a lot easier now that my kids are older because I have a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. But the thing that I'm trying to say is that I actually forget to tell them how much it pleases me when they are getting along or behaving in a really kind and respectful way. And this is just a reminder we need to praise our children when they are doing things that we love and rather than just punishing them when they're acting up. Because a lot of us have like a radar for like things that they do wrong and then we sort of ignore the times when they're doing things well. Now, this might just be a subliminal thing, like the kids might not even realize the impact of your words, but positive reinforcement definitely goes a long way in encouraging more of the behavior you love. So you might just say like, good job, or, you know, I love it when you guys get along, which brings me to my next tip, which is setting a good example. So how do you act when something doesn't go your way? Like, honestly, be honest for a second. Do you yell and scream? Do you carry on like a crazier person? I know it's scary to think that our children might be mirroring our own behavior, but it often happens given that we're their first and most important role model. So just make a conscious attempt to set a good example for your kids. If you want them to be forgiving, just show them forgiveness. If you want them to be understanding, show them understanding, show them what it means. If you want them to be mean and critical of others, like go ahead and be mean and critical to them. Now, obviously, that's not what we want to do, but you understand, hopefully, my message. We have an opportunity as parents to set a good example to our kids and to teach them the right way to resolve things in a mature and kind way. So why don't we show them how it's done and lead the way? And I think it's also important to note that if you've come to this point, you're listening today to me and and you're going, oh my gosh, I have done so many things wrong in my life. Sorry, in my parenting so far, I've yelled, maybe I've given them a smack or I've done all these things that I'm not proud of. There's nothing wrong with going to your kids and saying, do you know what? I feel like I could have done things better. I apologize. I'm sincerely sorry. Please accept my apology. If you don't want to accept my apology, it's okay. But from here on, I'm going to try to do better. I'm just going to try, okay? So just give me that chance to try. And the important thing to note when you're taking a stance like this, admitting that you make mistakes and just acknowledging them to your kids, is that you give them permission to know that they can always start over, that they can make mistakes and be forgiven, and they can always start anew. I don't want anyone to think that just because they've done things a particular way in the past, that that means that they've got to be like that for the rest of their life, where it's sort of like set in stone. Nothing is set in stone and that counts for both you and your kids. We all have the potential to change. So I think that's really important to keep in mind. So just in a nutshell, seven things to do when your kids are fighting. These are my best tips. I want to recommend that you stay calm. You only step in if absolutely necessary. 
do not play the judge or take sides. I cannot tell you how important that is. You have to stay neutral. It's the quickest way to build resentment between the kids is when you are choosing one person over the other. Even if you genuinely feel like someone else was in the wrong, give them the benefit of the doubt. Accept that each child is allowed to have and experience their own emotions and own feelings. Avoid labels and comparisons. I promise you there's nothing to be gained from saying, well, someone's the naughty one. Someone always gets into trouble. Someone's always doing that. You're giving them a heavy backpack filled with these stones that they would be better off never having to carry. So do not give your kids that extra load of unnecessary like labeling that isn't serving them. If you want to tell them, if you want to give them a label, tell them that they can resolve any problem that comes their way and that they're really good problem solvers as opposed to a negative label and help kids find their own solution sometimes. Like you don't always have to rush in and step in and like try to solve the problem. Don't worry about who started the fight. You can act when necessary and separate if required, but pretty much give them first that opportunity to resolve the problem on their own. They will gain so much more out of that. And I think it's genuinely okay if someone's angry at their sibling for a little bit. Like if someone broke something of mine, I'm going to be angry too. Let them experience that emotion. Don't tell them they have to get over it or feel a different way. They are mini humans. They're going to experience the same negative and positive emotions just like you have experienced throughout your whole life. So grant them that respect and peace. So here are seven things to do post-fight if you have not already done so. So if the fight has already happened, I think it's important to go back and establish the ground rules and consequences for any serious actions, like if there was any hitting or punching involved. Another great idea is just to brainstorm ideas on how each child can diffuse anger in others and in themselves. So if they're noticing that someone's getting really fired up, what could they do? Like one simple solution is walk away. Not dib a dob or not go and tattletale or whatever you guys call it, but just genuinely diffuse their anger, like calm themselves down. And a simple one is, like I said, go for a walk, leave the situation. Another important tip is to model good behavior with your partner, like practice resolving conflict and spend lots of one-on-one time with each child. Give them lots of individual attention. One of my best parenting tips that I've ever discovered is the fact that our kids actually have a little cup that they need to have filled with love and attention every day. And if you take the time to actually spend one-on-one time with them, even if it's just seven to 10 minutes, but actually listening to what they have to say, looking in their eyes, not getting distracted by your phone, giving them that love and attention, then they're not necessarily going out or acting out or feeling like they need to get that attention from someone else because they've had their love cup filled. Another smart tip is just to help them avoid boredom or built up resentment in their kids because both are common reasons for fights. So it doesn't mean that you have to occupy your kids every single moment of the day. but, But if they look like they're bored, just suggest an activity, whether it's like reading a book, playing Lego or a board game or whatever. Like it's okay for you to see suggestions. And even when my kids were still young, I used to have this like a list actually written down on the fridge and they had these little pictures. So they knew that they could go and do these things like make play with Play-Doh or whatever they were. I can't remember. It was so long ago, but I definitely had all those ideas and we actually brainstormed them together. So they knew if they were bored or looking for something to do. They knew where they could go. They had see the little pictures and they could just do that activity rather than acting out because I think some kids actually think that annoying their sibling is a, a good, a fun activity. So that's sort of like just avoided that, like give them options. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to expect them to be always great at filling their own time because I think that actually genuinely is a skill that you develop over time. And there's plenty of adults who still aren't great at occupying themselves. So just grant your children some grace in that area. And so I just want to end this episode with that final reminder that sibling arguments are totally normal. They are not the end of the world. If you need more information, go ahead and check out my sibling VFF plan. It is definitely a game changer. 
And inside you'll find the secret to having kids who get along, no bribing required. And you can find that at my website, dreambigmyfriend.com. As always, thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. You know, I love and appreciate all. I can't wait to catch you in the next one. And until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friends.